So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing season three, episode 14 of The Other Way. In this last episode before the tell-all, weddings. Corey and Evelyn's wedding brings a lot of stress. Steven and Alina's wedding brings a lot of cats. Jenny and Samit's wedding doesn't bring a lot of people. And Kenny and Armando's wedding brings out all the stops. The only couple we saw that didn't get hitched were Ari and Binium, who left for his visa interview alone. As always, we'll end with our students of the week, class dunces, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you also watch Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK, which is on break this week because there was no new episode. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. It is almost, but not quite, December. It is, but I mean, based on the show, you know, it's not traditionally this, but apparently it's wedding season. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And just like we always joke about, but we're not really joking about, it's like we had no idea this was like that last episode. I mean, forget the tell-all, but I mean like the last actual episode. And I kind of thought so about halfway through the show. I was thinking, I was like, okay, there's a lot of weddings. This must be the last episode, right? And then it's like, like, yeah. Next then you week see on the, the tell-all. Commercial like, for the tell-all. Oh, okay. I guess like, it is oh, the last okay. episode. Yeah, it is because it's – I mean, I thought, you know, it was it was give or take. I was like, well, how many of these weddings are we actually going to see? Are right. some of them going to be like, we'll see half of them this week, half of them next week? But then it was like, oh, nope, we're getting them all. Here's all yep. the weddings. Boom, boom, boom. So fast. many weddings. Okay. So speaking of weddings, let's talk about probably the best wedding. Oh, I think yeah, we that, can all agree. I think it's the best wedding that ever have had on the show by, right, by a significant right. margin. Yeah, definitely. So Kenny and Armando. Uh, Kenny and Armando are getting ready separately with their respective families. Kenny never thought a wedding would ever be possible for him, and he feels like he is accomplishing something. Hannah is wearing a big puffy dress, and even Truffles, the dog, has a dress to wear. Everyone arrives looking gorgeous and classy. Armando and Kenny both get a little weepy as they get ready to see each other for the first time. Hannah comes out and sprinkles flowers like so gracefully, like sweeping arm gracefully uh, on the aisle. Kenny's children follow and the ceremony begins. They both walk on the outside of the guests and on opposite ends to represent the two different paths they took to meet there at the altar. Basically, everyone is crying, even Armando Sr., They share a quick peck at the end of the ceremony and another halfway down the aisle. After the ceremony, Armando and Kenny sign their marriage certificate. Armando Sr. hugs Armando and Kenny actually gets a hug too. Armando says that this has been his first gay wedding. Armando Sr., I mean. And it was perfect, as he says. Uh, He says that they have to treat it like it's normal, you know, because now he's defending it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Kenny and Armando share their first dance together where Kenny, he doesn't realize it, but he grabs Armando's butt in front of Armando's parents <laughs> and they kiss. Later, uh, they change all into love is love um, T-shirts and they break out the smoke machine and the disco lights and they have a love is love dance party. They end up having fireworks after all, which Armando had put on his vision board earlier, but Kenny had shot it down. Uh 
And Kenny thought that, you know, it might have been too much, which is why he shot it down earlier. But he realized that this is a big celebration. So, you know, Armando and they deserved it. Mm-hmm. So my question has nothing to do with these guys. But if this is the best wedding, <laughs> what would you say is like the couple that should not have gotten married <laughs> in this episode? Wait, in this episode? Yeah. Oh, uh... I mean, it's the 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 ones that I've been going with the whole time. Stephen and Alina should not yeah. be married. That's just right. a bad idea, and it's just one of those marriages. Like, it feels like they got married just so they could have sex, and we'll get to it then, which is never oh, a good reason to get married. <laughs> like, I don't know if he really feels that way because obviously he's now had sex well not now but i mean we realized yes but i feel like he would be like he would not marry someone he would not marry one of the girls he hooked up with like they're not now no. no longer marriage material oh absolutely which is so hypocritical but i mean i think i know i know there's guys out there religious or not that have that same feeling and not necessarily because oh you have to be virginal but it's kind of like well i want to respect my future wife and you know i wouldn't necessarily respect any girls that's gonna randomly hook up it's like right but then you're holding them to a different standard than yourself and that to me is like unfair totally totally but i mean okay so back to this one because it was just – I mean it was so nice. And it was like, I oh know. my god. They like – they hit it at the end because he wasn't just like the fireworks. And then he talked about how he felt like he had to go all out for all the people that didn't make it this far to see like yeah. gay marriage being a thing. I was like, oh my god, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. We sometimes forget that this is a trash TV show when they're on. You know, because it was like – the venue was gorgeous. Like, the people, like, were dressed very classy. There were a couple more sequins that I'd like to see. But overall, sure. you know, we didn't have anything ridiculous. Um, Hannah was adorable. As in that, always. Yeah. Yeah. Big puffy dress. And it was like, I don't know who coached her on how to throw rose petals in the most graceful dancer-like way possible. And then uh, Kenny's kids all looked gorgeous, like, in their matching, you know, beige, neutral-toned, like, dresses. And his um, grandson, Cooper, being the ring bearer. And it was just – everything was just so pretty. And, tr- and, and Truffles then, was in a dress and yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then just the um, – and then also, like, you got that part, right, the very traditional part. And then it looked like they just plain had fun. Like, it was like – a night at oh, the yeah, club. Oh yeah, that that I mean, I would I would I was I mean, it's kind of tricky because it's like that. Like I said, it wasn't going to be like a huge like pride fest in the middle of you know the things, right. but that sure. that wedding got pretty gay at the end there, like, <laughs> yes, and, it did. which is fine. Like uh, dance club, you know, gay dance club is pretty fun. Like it seems like yeah, everybody was enjoying yeah, for themselves because sure. I think they were like yeah. they had pride flags out and everything like that. They were they were going all out and like yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely was a. You know, EDM dance party, right? Smoke machines for the drops and everything. Like they knew what they were doing. <laughs> right. And I mean, it's like later on at night where, well, I know Armando would have things to say about this. But like, you know, if you've kind of felt like, okay, dipping out now, I was here for like the important part. You know, it's late. I want to stick around like, you know, dancing all night. I can just go home. I can dip out. According to Armando, you know, those Mexicans, they like to party like. 
Yes. Their yeah. weddings. Well, I mean, that, all that's hours the of thing. the night. That's the thing. That's when the weddings get good. You get about halfway through the reception and all the older <laughs> yeah. generation people dip out. And then that's yeah. when you have fun. That's when you get to really have fun. Exactly. Well, according to Armando, everyone's there all night long. <laughs> I don't know. I Armando like, Senior uh, was there, so that was encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, it just, it just seemed like so much fun. I actually love the part, the detail I like the most is before mm-hmm. they came out and like walked around. They were in like yeah. next to each other with like the curtain yes. behind them. Oh, that right. was that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everything I'm, about their wedding is yeah. like, and everyone was crying. I was surprised to see Armando Senior crying. I was like, okay, so everyone is officially crying now. Okay. <laughs> Which, of course, means they care, right? Yeah, of course. That's exactly what that means. No, not really. But but I was going to say I was also crying. It was like very sentimental and very, very sweet. Yeah, it was. It was. So let's bump off to my significantly less sweet. It kind of got saved at the end a little bit with the sweetness mm-hmm. wedding. And that is a Corey and Evelyn's wedding. Because that's the other <laughs> wedding. That's the only wedding, only of the weddings that I got. So today is the wedding day for Corey and Evelyn, and Corey has poorly, poorly shaved himself. uh, Oh, my gosh. I had thoughts about that. And I was watching it with someone, and they were just like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the the beard, the beard. They're like, no, I don't see what you – I don't see what you mean. I was like, you don't think it's weird looking? They're like, no, I don't get it. I'm like, there's a distinct, like, line. Yes, it was. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it now before we get into it because I have a beard, right? And yes. like, yes, the worst thing you can do with a beard is shave it like right below your chin. It's the yeah. most unflattering thing you can possibly do. It just makes you – it makes even skinny people like create – it's like drawing on a double chin. That's exactly oh, what you're no. doing. You're like – See, Mr. Earl, that's not even what I thought was weird about it. What I thought was weird was the top. The top of the beard was completely like just like a like like someone drew it in like a straight line, you know, like beards they kind of fade into your the cheek, cheek line. A no, bit. No, okay, that that is a def a distinctive look that people go for. It tends oh, to be something look. that it tends to be something that looks. And I don't want to be you know you know bigoted on this. It tends to look better on people of color when you have that 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 style hair. Um, because, you know, mm. they have to keep like hairlines in general. Yes, I can see that. And so it kind of looks weird when it fades out and a line is better. For But yes, when your taper on the top isn't clean, but your beard is really clean and it's not that long and it's kind of sparse, it's – it is it is kind of rough, but the, the, I, yeah. I was focused on the neckline. You were focused on the cheek line. So just all along, bad lines all over the whole. It beard. was it was so bad. I was like, who did this to you? <laughs> well, I mean, in addition to his bad uh, beard, he also had a bad suit where he couldn't tie his tie. Oh my gosh! And then he tied it like okay, but then super I saw short. His, yes, but then I saw someone else, like one of the guests, also had it super short. So I was like, is that like a Thing or does just no one in Ecuador know how to tie a tie? Well, it's a super short tie tie. And this is another experience I have because I wear a decent amount of ties. That's what you do when you have a three-piece and you have a vest, right? Yeah, you keep the tie sense. there. It doesn't have to be any longer. But when you do that, to me, it just looks like when you have – when you can see multiple buttons below the tie. Yeah, it's not good. That just makes you look fat. It makes you look fat. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm not saying you should go, you know – Trump style and have your tie dangling like eight inches below your junk, but like right at the belt, 
Right at the belt is where it's supposed to be. Yeah. But anyway, so we're talking to Evelyn too. And she says this is a very different experience than their first wedding because it's all in public. And, you know, it's not really a weird, quickie, forced affair. So Corey kind of sees her in the morning, really to really trying to check in to make sure that she's not leaning towards a panic attack. And if she is leaning towards a panic attack, not to just abandon the wedding completely. So Corey knows and Evelyn Eakman acknowledges that when she has a panic attack, she has a tendency to run away from the situation. And, you know, he really just wants to make sure that she doesn't run away, bride this thing. So anyway, like we said, Corey takes forever to tie his tie, puts it in way too big of a knot and just messes the whole thing up. And then laments that the whole time that his best man is a dog because nobody showed up for the wedding. Very animal heavy weddings this this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, for Evelyn before the wedding, she's having champagne with her mom and sisters and her mom is like, this is going to be a good day. Her mom seems to support the marriage and support the wedding because, you know, now the relationship's going to be better because no one's going to be able to run away at the first sign of trouble. <laughs> so, Corey gets to the beach first where I don't know, he's talking to the wedding party employees or something. I don't know who he's there, but everybody has masks on except for him. Um, Evelyn's getting her hair done and she's telling her sister about the secret hand messages she's going to send if she needs to cut the whole thing out. Um, yes, of course, her sister is do- doing the wedding. So anyway, she seems pretty terrified about what's everything that's coming. She um, – yeah. So anyway, she and she might need to abandon this wedding because, you know, hours before, like anybody else shows up, here comes Raul showing up uninvited. So mm. Corey half-assedly tries to get Raul to leave, but because he's – and that's because he's really scared that Evelyn's going to like see him and spook like a horse and run away. So <laughs> Raul says he wants to be there just so somebody is there for Corey and he'll just kind of sit in the back. And Corey is like, all right, but if anything gets bad, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. So then we see Evelyn put on her wedding dress, which is notably not a used prom dress. And she's always – she's having a lot of mixed feelings and anxiety but says that it goes away when she sees Corey looking so handsome and takes – and that takes off a lot of the pressure. So let's get started in on the bilingual ceremony. First, Corey chokes up trying to read his vows off his phone and then they get a pretty stand – they're pretty standard and he does, you know, say one sentence at the end in Spanish – Evelyn has printed her vows and they really make Corey sound very, very pushy. Like, it's all about how pushy Corey is and thanks for being pushy. Anyway, uh, things like, you know, thank you for breaking down my walls and stuff like that. So we hold on to the end and it turns out Leslie doesn't do anything um, to troll them or whatever and things go along just fine. So then it's time for the reception, which Evelyn says is a mind-blowing party. They bring in traditional Ecuadorian dancers and have some food that Evelyn is really into, or at least she's shit-faced enough already that she's really into the food. (laughs) So she knows Raul is here. She noticed him about halfway through the ceremony and is okay with it. Well, maybe until Raul decides he's going to grab the mic for a toast. He what reads it the sp- hell? This dude wasn't even invited. I, I couldn't even fathom how this was happening and like people yeah, were allowing I, it to happen. I was like, I'm it must tr- be staged. I think it's true. I'm truthing that a bit. Yeah. I And that yeah. was going to be my question. So we'll get to that. So he grabs a mic. He reads it in Spanish. So Corey doesn't have the first clue of what he's saying, except for when he keeps saying, hola. <laughs> 
<laughs> in an American accent. So he reads it off his phone. It's a story about how they met and it ends up being a pretty funny and thoughtful speech that Evelyn ends up liking quite a bit. So it seems like all is forgiven and now it's time for some dirty non-Mormon dancing. <laughs> all right. So, OK. That was my thing. Was Rule not really not invited to the wedding or was – what was going on there? Because you're right. I feel like they were in on this whole thing. I feel like just in general, Raul is in on this whole thing. Like, right. I feel like the, he's like auditioning to be on a telenovela or something. Because I thought it was also very suspiciously staged when, you know, they're at the tell-all from however many seasons ago that they were on. And like, all of a sudden, Raul's like, I'm into Evelyn. You know, I, if you ever leave, then I will step in and like, I want to be with her. And it's just like, what the hell? Like, I thought you were just the random friend. Like, what is happening right yeah. now? Like, I get you guys had a past, but you're trying to like say that if Corey wasn't in the picture, it would be all you. And then in the next breath, you're like, but can I be your uh, best man? It's like, what the hell? You just said that you would swoop in if he was ever out of the picture. Now you want to be the best man? So I don't know. I just feel like Raul has always kind of tried to play up the drama on his end. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. to be dramatically there, like, I don't care that I was uninvited. I'm going to show up anyway. And I have a prepared speech on my phone for when the time arises that I will have to say my piece dramatically to the audience. It's like, who gave this guy the microphone? <laughs> Right? Oh, man. It, it, I mean, yeah. And that's why I think it was like staged in that he was never not invited. They just put that on for the right. TV show. Right. Yes, and he I actually so was the best man at the wedding. And just like they did it like right, this instead, right. instead of the dog. But like, okay. So let's go with that. The aesthetics of this wedding. Uh huh. Corey read his vows off his phone and Evelyn uh -huh. read them off of pieces of paper. Yeah. Which one's tackier? Um, I'm going to say phone. I have known plenty of my friends who've gotten married that have read things off a piece of paper. Right. Um, I think that's more. So I think just because I've seen it more, it just seems more traditional. Yeah. But just, I think, you know, later on, it's going to be way more traditional to be reading it off I your phone. I don't think right? it is ever going to be traditional. What are you going to like? Are you getting Instagram notifications while you're reading your vows? What's going on? Oh, gosh. Like, it, you know, know like right? people just, are it, tagging you in photos yeah. <laughs> and just like popping up on your phone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> As you're reading yeah. your vows, like it just it, it, I don't think it's ever going to be not tacky to read off your phone. Because it, it just it just speaks to a lack of effort. Like. You couldn't yes. even print that out or write it down. Like you, you're yeah. just gonna bust your phone out. Hold on, I gotta get the right app open. Uh, let me flip to the. Oh no, no, no! It's updating now. Like what? Why would you do it like that? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm personally, I'm a person who is more of a uh, memorizer than anything else. Yes. Like that shows the real effort is just memorize the damn things. You're gonna say like ten it's sentences. It's better for presentation too. Like yes. I was thinking back, like um. Uh, you know, because I did a maid of honor speech like of oh, years ago, but I was thinking about like what I did to prepare for that. And I had to practice it a few times, but mm -hmm. I did it without a piece of paper, you know, and yep. it's just like, yeah. But, you know, the problem is with a lot of these people is that they think about it once. They don't want to, like, think about it again. And so they just write it down. They just want to be done with it. They don't want to practice it. They don't want to like, you know, but yeah, it's not good for the presentation, the look of it. Yeah, I've done I, – uh, I did the best man speech at my brother's wedding and I did it like mm – -hmm. just like you said. I wrote I, – I did write it down and then I read it a bunch of times and then I practiced it a few times and yeah. you can do it. But uh, now, 
to be fair, both of us are teachers and regularly <laughs> stand up in front of groups of people and just talk right. off the cuff. So, like, yes, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, it might we might be a little bit of a, a biased uh, selection here. Yes. Yeah. Um, a little bit more used to the even idea of presentation. It is interesting to think about how, you know, because almost everyone goes to school, but not everyone thinks about like the presentation piece. And I do mm -hmm. think people think it is easy until it's their turn to have to present something oh, in front of the class. Yeah. And then it's like then we see we've talked about this even more recently on this podcast, like. You know, students just reading off their PowerPoint slides and just like staring at the screens back to the audience. It's like, that seems like an, a no brainer thing, like at least face people. But it's like they don't get that, you know, and so, no, no, they just yeah, they, they so, don't get like just thinking about like we, we, we both do our things like when you're going, you know, oh, you can't just put any math problem up there to, to solve. You have to think of a yeah. good one that's going to be like to illustrate oh, the point yeah. that you want to make. It isn't going to be right. too difficult. Isn't going to be too hard. Isn't going to have. Isn't going to end in a stupid fraction that nobody wants to look right. at. Like all those, you know, yeah. it's little things like that. Uh, picking out. Oh, you actually had to think about the font size. Like, yeah, I had mm. to think about the font size. <laughs> like, right, consider it, right. man. There's, think about what other people are doing. Yeah. Okay. Can I say that I loved Leslie's dress? It was so pretty. It was like, um, you know, like a green, blue chiffon, like print. It very mm -hmm. much reminded me of the print, like the famous JLo dress, the one that goes to her belly button. Except oh, yeah, the green for one. Uh -huh. this was definitely classier dress, like in terms of cut and modesty. Sure. But yes. yeah, yeah but that's the fair. print is super pretty. I was like, oh, I love Leslie's dress. And Evelyn's dress was nice too, much better than, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine her coming in to the wedding with Corey's sister's prom dress. That would have been yeah. so bad. It would have been uh, it, it just laughably bad. Like, well, she would never have done that, right? And it's no, like, no, she wouldn't have. So I'm curious now as to how is she going to navigate this? At, you know, not holding this over her over his head, like because she didn't mm -hmm. even want to say it at the end. That was the funniest part. He was like, "And you are my, and we yeah. are." <laughs> and she was like, "He is my husband, and we are happily married." <laughs> You know, so one thing I will say about Evelyn is she kind of actually said why it was that she didn't want to get married, like yes. in the first place, you know, and before it was always kind of like, this is just not what I wanted, you know, and she never really kind of went into why. And I actually have a lot of respect for her perspective on it. Like her whole thing was that she said that. Um, you know, she saw herself as an independent person and she didn't want to think that, you know, she was ever going to be so dependent on someone and that she saw it as kind of a weakness. And I do think there is some like uh, I'm not saying it needs to be extreme like that. I think there is a certain place in your life where, you know, you can be independent and. Also be vulnerable with someone, right? Because I think that's really, if you're talking about a strong, like, relationship, it's not just about, like, depending on someone for, like, money or depending yeah. on someone to, mm -hmm. like, take care of you. You know, it's really just about, like, being, like, intimately close to someone and vulnerable. And I don't think there's, you can still have both. You can still have that kind of relationship and be an independent woman and so i don't know but i just appreciated that she kind of 
elaborated a little bit on her views of it. And it's like, okay, I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. And I definitely think in a weird way, Evelyn has won me over this season. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I when, I when I heard her say it, before she got to the independent woman part, right? She just talked yeah. about how, you know, she grew up and it was like, she felt like all the other girls, all the other women were just like, when I get married, I won't have to work anymore. And when I get married, I won't have yeah. to do this. I'll just get married and everything will be taken care of. And it, they just... But it was funny because I was like, oh, this sounds really similar. Evelyn's reasoning for not wanting to get married are very similar to my reasoning for not smoking weed. Just because I knew too many people who would not shut the fuck up about their weed. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm never doing this. This is terrible. I don't want to be this person. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you get that kind of that that kind of attitude in your head when you're 15 and it kind of sticks around a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, what kind of name is Puppy? It's like, is that the nickname or do they just decide to name their dog like Dog? I I don't think they actually named the dog Puppy. I, I don't know because they didn't say the dog's name, did they? Yeah, they just kept on calling it Puppy. So I thought that was oh. like the name. Like you ironically named your – because, you know, I've known people who like ironically named their hamster Hamster. Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny because maybe it's a more of a cat thing and we'll talk a lot about cats later. Oh, yeah. But, like, I feel like cats are always like, oh, hi, cat. Like, no matter what the cat's name is, you'll say uh, hi, cat to it. But, like, I don't know if you do that with dogs, but I also remember they're in Ecuador. And it's yeah. is it kind of like if I named my dog Pero, right? Why would you ever do that, though? I don't know. Because it, you could, though. But, you know, it's not as weird because it's the, it's literally the name dog, but it's in a different language. Like, it might be puppy. Like, everybody in Spanish is calling it puppy, not the... I don't, don't know the Spanish word for puppy. I only know the Spanish word for dog. But. Perito. <laughs> Perito. <laughs> Little I, but, dog. Yeah. But could I, I could 100% see somebody who has a dog named Perito. Like No, I, I, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where burrito comes from. It's like little donkey yeah i don't <laughs> but, i don't know why that why that came by how that connects to the food but i know what it means yes yeah <laughs> oh yeah i it's just a dumb name and then when they got like finally said i do like they just let puppy wander off i was like does no one notice that this dog has just wandered off like in the middle of this ceremony i was like someone needs to get this dog no but st- the dog sticks around for the reception because there's food he comes, yeah. she comes oh, back. of course. Of course. <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of animals, uh, you have alluded to this a few times now. All the cats, Stephen and Alina. <laughs> and, you know, what's funny is at the very beginning of their segment, it's like, you know, their opening scenes where it's like kind of like you. I don't know. I do this. I play kind of like a quick game, like guess who's segment based yeah, on sure, like the. Sure. Uh-huh. Based on the B-roll or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Right. And I said, I spy a cat. It must be <laughs> Stephen and Alina's segment. So it's the day of their wedding after two, two whole days of planning the wedding. Uh, they're planning on video chatting their families so they can see the wedding. Alina has people helping her with her hair and makeup, and Stephen leaves to give them space to get ready. While she's getting ready, Stephen decides that he wants to surprise her. He tries to wrangle up the guests of honor, which include Mr. Cuddles, Cucumber, Cactus, and Cow Cat. And if you hadn't guessed already, these are all the stray cats. Stephen is having some difficulty wrangling these cats, and he's even climbed a tree to see if he could find them. He finally manages to find all of Alina's favorites, and he puts them in these cat carriers and heads to the venue. 
They get to the courthouse and they are told that they're not allowed to bring in animals. But Stephen says cats are people, so they should be allowed to attend. Then they pull a I'd like to speak to the manager situation. And the wedding planner, who's kind of, you know, uh, translating and, you know, dealing with it, really, she convinces them to let the cats in as long as they're still in their carriers to be witnesses to this wedding. Their real witnesses are the landlord and landlady of their apartment and the apartment staff. Alina arrives and she's dressed in her traditional before the wedding Turkish dress that she had picked out last episode. And Stephen thinks she looks like a princess from Star Wars, but he couldn't quite remember which one. Yeah. So it ends up being Amadilla. Is that? <laughs> it's Amadala. Amadala. I was like, that sounds like Armadillo. I feel like that's not the name. He was like Armadili. <laughs> Like, even after the producer said it's Amadala, he was like, oh, yeah, Amaduli. Like, what, what are you doing, oh, Stephen? Gosh, yeah. <laughs> so Alina thinks that even though the cat guests seem childish, she, you know, Stephen's her husband now, so she's going to defend it. She actually thinks it's very manly. So they get married. There's really no any drama, notable things that happen. I will say that it was a gorgeous view from where they were at. They got, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of ocean and um, from kind of like a vista. So nice place for a courthouse wedding. So, all right. Uh, Stephen goes to all this trouble to make sure Alina's favorite cats were there. Do you think it mattered to Alina at all that these cats were there? No, I mean, I guess no. Why didn't he? You shouldn't have taken her to like see the cats afterwards because I'm very, I'm very concerned about the cats because <laughs> yeah, stray cats aren't meant to be in carriers. Like okay, that's weird. You're not a you, and, and you might not be a cat person. You know how fucking hard it is to get a cat into a cat carrier, and like. I'm watching him go around. He's, I'm like, he's never going to get this cat into a carrier. He's never going to get it in there. It's not going to do it. And then one of the cats just walked into the carrier. I was like. Oh, yeah. A bunch of them did because he just threw the food in there. Ah, you know why? It's, uh, you, you know what? I figured out what the, what the thing was. They're stray cats. What? They've never seen a carrier. If it's oh. your cat and it's <laughs> been sense. to the vet before and it knows what that carrier means, it is oh, not yeah. going in there. It's like, you cannot fool me with food, you dipshit. Right. I know what this means. <laughs> they're like they're like oh food ah oh, I've been trapped forever what is going on and now the whole time like oh, these poor cats like I know plus he wasn't even gentle with like the carriers because he had to hold like two in each hand yeah so they weren't straight they were all like you know tipped to the side and stuff I'm like these poor cats are just getting manhandled they have no idea what's happening yes and I I, I think that's kind of where she was she was like it's nice it's a nice gesture but you wanted somebody that was Somebody or somebody that was close to me, you know, at this wedding. However, these are cats and they don't know what the fuck is going on. And right. you just have them in cages for to no reason for like two hours. And then you're yeah. just going to let them go. Like this doesn't seem nice to the cats, man. Right. They're never going to trust you again. But, you know, they also had the, they also had the landlord, who I guess is the person who owns the Airbnb they were in or whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the cleaning lady because, I don't know, I just feel like. Why bring anybody? I don't know. It was – it just I, – I feel like it's unfair now because if I had just seen this in isolation, I might not hate it so much. But I'm just so predisposed mm-hmm. to hating everything he does that it bothers yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I was going to say even Alina like kind of led with – it was childish – but it's like, yeah, but now he's your man child. So now you got to be like, oh, right. he's very manly. Yeah, yeah. 
it, right now she's she's 20 and so she's on yeah. it was childish but sweet it was childish but sweet and then later if that's gonna ju- get old fast. that's gonna get old very fast and it's gonna be like yeah. it was childish i don't give a shit how sweet it was it was childish uh oh, buy me a grown-up present please <laughs> i know oh, oh my goodness okay. so now star wars rant okay so okay so if you remember back before Right, way back when he talked about his scootily pooping before marriage or whatever, right? Oh, God. All right. He said what had happened is they had watched Star Wars and one thing led to another and blah, 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 right? And he, you know. Interesting. Aha. Uh-huh, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that he keeps watching Star Wars with these girls and doesn't know the name of one of the main characters in the freaking trilogy. Yeah, that does seem very suspicious. <laughs> that seems to me like watching Star Wars with a girl is 100% his play. Like, I watch Star Wars, girls don't like Star Wars, they'll get bored, and we'll start making out. I cannot put on a movie that's short and or interesting. I need to put on a long movie <laughs> that I know she's going to get bored in, bored with, and that's how, can, that's how I can transition from Netflix to chill. What if they actually like the movie? What does he do then? I don't I don't know. I feel like clearly that's never happened because he doesn't even remember the characters' names. I yes, I would hundred percent guess that the Star Wars move before Star Wars comes up, it's oh, you've never seen Star Wars? Really? And like anybody who hasn't seen Star Wars by the time they're like eighteen is not gonna like Star Wars. That's just not a thing. Uh, I, I don't know. It's interesting know. enough. Okay, but if somebody was trying to make out with you and you wanted to make out with them, you would clearly make out with them instead of watching the movie. They're not that interesting that you're like, no, I'm captivated and I'd rather <laughs> yeah, I watch so. this movie. <laughs> so that's my theory about that because like yeah. – You know, that's funny that you should say that. I get very like grumbly and resentful when people insist that I watch movies. So my parents were yes. super like uh, conservative and so they were very like strict and try to shelter me. So I really wasn't allowed to watch any kind of rated R movie. And so then like as an adult, I never went back and watched all the movies that everyone else watched you know, and so right. it's just kind of like, well, I just kind of missed that. So there are a ton of movies I've never seen. And every time I get a movie that someone's like, oh, my gosh, you haven't seen it. And there's a lot. There is a lot of movies I haven't seen. The ones that people always try to get me to see is Goonies. Still haven't seen that movie. No, no, like, don't, uh, don't. You won't like it. Don't yeah, watch Goonies. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You that know, was it's fun. kind of like and then. And then people try to force me to watch these movies, and then I'm just like, ugh, don't want to watch this movie. The, I don't like it. The problem – yes. So it's like me with the weed. I get it. Okay. So – but the thing is with that, it, 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 and I, I can feel it on you. It's the weight of the expectations on the movie. Like people are like mm. – like you watch it and like, what, did you like it? Did you like – you had to love it. And you're like, eh. You know, some movies like are, are fine if you just watch them not knowing what to expect or not expecting much. And like mm-hmm. other movies are like, this is the greatest movie ever. And you watch it and you're like, was it though? Just because kind of meh. I don't get it. Oh, that was like uh, when I was like, oh, Malibu's Most Wanted is my favorite movie. And you're like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I was also very, very tired when we watched that. <laughs> Okay, so that should also give you some insight as to the random movies. <laughs> that you did see, right. Right. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No, but Malibu's Most Wanted, top five favorite movies. 
Oh. I admit it's like a dumb movie, but I think I, I appreciate it because it's the anti uh, stereotype. That's what I appreciate about the movie. Oh, all right. You're like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Okay, moving on. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody tuned in to hear our thoughts on a what twenty one twenty year old movie. <laughs> Now, what is it? We're the old. Most Wanted is 20 years old? Yeah, it had to come out in like 2000, 2001, right? Oh my gosh. Okay, I had no idea. <laughs> it so had long. to be. It was early 2000s, definitely. <laughs> oh my goodness. All, All right. right. Which would probably make it older than some of the people on the show. Maybe not, though, Ari and Binium. So the one oh non-wedding scene we had in this movie, we have Binium just outside trying to randomly practice welding things together. Um, oh which he's, it's, it's something he's trying to teach himself to do. Although when Ari watches him, I'm not sure he had adequate eye protection, but I'm not a welder. So I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there, I guess. He's excited to get his visa and, you know, also learn this skill, which he could continue to learn in the U.S. Ari wants to talk to him about how the lawyer wants her to go to Ethiopia. And she just feels some kind of way about going there. Namely, because I don't know, it, it, I, the best I could put together, she promised herself that she'd never go back there. And so going back there seems like some sort of weird failure or drudging up the past or an unbearable burden to her that she can't take. But Benny's worried that this interview is pretty much their only shot. So they got to do the best they can. And if she's going to be – her being there is going to make it better, then she should be there. And she says, you know, she'll help but from a distance. And then she kind of is wishy-washy about it at this moment and says that she's not sure and doesn't have a plan right now. So then after some footage of like they just go to a bunch of sunrises and sunsets, the sun rising, going up, going down, like days have passed. <laughs> now Benny is flying to Ethiopia by himself. She says that she knows it will help – it would help with the interview. But traveling back to the whole ass country would bring back too many painful memories for her. Benny says that his whole life depends on his visa and it hurts that she's not going to be there for them. For him. They're both very nervous that he'll get denied because they both have had international relationships before and he's also been denied a visitor visa in the past. But there's really no way that this relationship can progress without the visa. Ari weirdly cries and calls herself a mean person for making him go alone as he leaves. And then, of course, it's all up to Benny to figure out the interview and Ari says, your favorite phrase, time will tell. Oh, God. Um, all right. So – can you get more of inside of her head? Why will why is she avoiding no. the entire country of Ethiopia? I have no idea what's going on. I hope the tell all actually gives some insight into this because I just thought she was being so selfish. Like this isn't just about you. It's about your son having a father. You know? Yeah. It's about your partner because i mean they're not broken up i get that they're not she would put it in a very good place but they're not broken up so it just mm -hmm. it's confusing to me that this thing that would supposedly you know help out their family because she wants to move back to the u.s it's not like binyam wants to move back to the u.s she does right. she's not even to help her cause like that to me is just so selfish and i just I cannot relate. I cannot fathom why she is behaving and making these choices. It just makes no sense to me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I'm just like – because I can see I don't want to go back to that house. There's too many painful memories there. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see your family. I don't want to see your friends. I'm pretty right. sure you can avoid those things in a country that has like 50 million people. Like I'm pretty sure you can yeah, get to Ethiopia 
make it to the embassy, do the interview, not have to talk to anybody, not even have to go to the same neighborhood that you were in before, right? It's- right. Stay at a hotel right next to the embassy. Just like hole up there. Yeah. 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 It does not make any sense to me. You're right because I don't get it. I don't get how how it's her thing. It's the thing she wants and this has to happen and she's just insisting that somebody else do it alone and she won't do this one thing that will help. It, 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 it's very, very confusing. And You're right. I hope we do see more in the tell-all because I feel like there's just missing parts of the story. Right. And it's like you know if the tables were turned that she would be throwing a fit at this. And I just – it just also goes to show how Binyam is just so much more patient and understanding with her than she is with him. Yeah. But it's like – and he even says like, oh, I understand. But it's like, but I don't. I don't understand the situation at all. I mean, he understands that she she's not coming and he can't convince her, right? And yeah, that's, I guess so. And that's kind of – that's actually kind of a healthy level of understanding because mm-hmm. like too many – a lot of relationships go sour and go south because somebody insists on understanding stuff that you just can't understand unless you're in somebody else's head, right? And yeah. if he was just spent all of his time being like, I don't understand. You need to tell me. You need to explain again. You need to explain again. It just would be – it wouldn't work, right? It wouldn't It mm-hmm. wouldn't go away. It wouldn't get better. He would never understand it. And so it's better off that he just goes, well – that's something I can't understand, but I do understand that she's not coming and I can move forward with how I want to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. This was not a good look for them. And I also want to know what their situation is like. I know that they got engaged at the end of the first season that they right. were on. But it's like, but there has been zero talk of any kind of wedding planning, yeah. any kind of anything. And so it's like, are you guys just not getting married anymore? So are you just waiting to get the visa to then like, I guess we have to get married because you have 90, 90 days. days. Then. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah we'll, like, it we'll just doesn't make any sense to get me. Get the visa get, and then make sure they can get back onto the show for next time. Then we can yeah. <laughs> be on OG, I guess. I don't know. Because you're right. That is kind of weird. It seems like they'd have a better shot with his visa if they were married than engaged. That seems to be a pretty common you know, refrain we've heard from a lot of uh, immigration people is like, yeah, the K-1 is actually kind of hard to get compared to a spousal visa. Yeah, but I don't know. Isn't Michael still not of Angela and Michael? He's still not over here. And I'm pretty sure they applied for. Right. But that was after they got denied the K-1. They got married after they got denied, which is always a thing. Who knows if she even withdrew the application because, you know. Oh, yeah. Their status seems to change every 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 second, yeah. Every every time her boobs move, right? Sure. Oh gosh! All right. Okay. Uh, so last couple up that we saw on this episode was Jenny and Summit. Uh, Jenny and Summit haven't talked since Summit withdrew the marriage application. For some reason, Summit thought she would just be more supportive. So he's mad that she's mad. They sit down and talk, and Summit says marriage is a big fear of his, but he thinks that the problem is that she is insecure, and he feels like this is where their relationship will fall apart. He says he doesn't want to lose her, and he thinks that, yeah, maybe they are both ready. So he says, okay, let's do this. He thinks that the space helped him to realize that his fear of marriage is not as big as his fear of losing her, and that should always be the reason why you marry someone is because you fear something. They video call the lawyer who clicks this button to submit their marriage application electronically. 
Summit is actually relieved that he felt relaxed and happy when the lawyer submitted the application. It's the day before their wedding, and Jenny is off to get Mendy done. And Summit is off to buy a cow for donation for extra blessings. The astrologer had told them not to get married in a temple, but now that's their only choice at this point because Jenny has 30 days left on her visa, and it's not enough time to schedule a courthouse wedding. The video, ch- uh, They video chat the astrologer who says they should go ahead and get married, even though the stars are forcing them to do the wedding the wrong way. They've also had to cut down all the festivities to just 10% because of the time constraints and because of what the astrologer said about celebrating. Jenny's friend DePauli is having a henna party for Jenny, even though she's not invited. Jenny is thankful for DePauli's support, but it also makes her miss her daughters, who are unable to join her because the borders are closed. Jenny tells DePauli that they are hiding their marriage from his parents until after the wedding because they are scared that they will try and stop it, and the trust just isn't there. DePauli tries to convince her to tell them, but Jenny says she doesn't want anything to ruin her happiness. Jenny is all ready for her wedding, and she looks like a traditional Indian bride, and she's overwhelmed and crying. Samit is impressed. They make their way to the temple in a car with just, like, roses randomly, like, taped to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not rose petals, an entire rose, but just, like, all over, scattered about. Like, yeah, just scotch uh, tape. Th- just, like, <laughs> Yes, pretty much. So, before the wedding, they have to feed the Brahmin, which are the top priests. They do this for blessings, since they are like gods. Jenny is a little clumsy and spills food, and Submit warns her that he could have made her an animal in another life if he was mad, being the Brahmin. Uh, Summit then says that he prefers this wedding more, even though his friends and family aren't there, because he actually likes this woman better. All right, so their wedding goes off without a hitch, and yes, they are finally married after all this time. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, eh, about the astrologer. How bullshit do you think this astrologer is if things did not go the way that he told them to do it? And he was just like, well, it must have been in the stars. Yeah, I feel like his star charts are supposed to make specific predictions and not just be like, <laughs> yeah. well, I, I guess if you got hit by that car, it must have been the stars that said that. Sorry, I told you the to cross the street. The stars forcing you to do that. Yeah, it must have been the stars. Like, sense. That's just like a get out of jail free card, right? It's like, well, I mean, if, if what I said was wrong. And then it must have been the stars forcing something else to happen. Exactly. Look at that. It's like, uh, yeah, you specifically told them not to get married in a temple. And now that was their only choice. Okay. It's like, I I don't understand. I just, the way he goes, and it's just, it's not a life that I could, I could live. Like the way he kind of Mm -hmm. tells people to live their life. Because it's like, if everything's in the stars, why would I work or try or improve myself or do anything if it's just whatever's going to happen is going to happen like that seems so pointless and like lame i wouldn't do that at all like that's part of the reason i'm not into well i mean there's lots of reasons i'm not into astrology but i'm not even like intrigued by it like i don't want things Mm -hmm. i don't want i don't like the idea that everything i do is pointless and the things are going to happen because the stars said they would anyway like yay Mm -hmm. yeah like predetermined yeah Sure. I think it also is easy to kind of separate yourself from like your actions and accountability. Like, Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like easy to kind of put distance between like making decisions for yourself because you're like, well, it was meant to be. That's why it happened that way. It's like, no, it happened that way because you did it. Yeah. You used your free will to do this thing. <laughs> yes. Well, no, not really because it was going to happen it was yeah. destiny that dui was not part of your destiny you actually did that <laughs> yeah 
it was it was me yeah, i was part of my destiny it meant to, it was i was meant to walk this path you know but yeah i think it just it takes a lot of accountability out of your actions and i don't know and i think it really does kind of bring up like well free will do we all have it you know and should we be responsible or held accountable for what we do right freely right and it just seems yeah. like and submit is you really into the idea of, of like no I, I shouldn't be. Things should just happen. That's the way I like them. I shouldn't have to think or deal well, with them. Well, I mean, he lives his life like that, yeah, right? that's what like, I'm saying. The right? whole idea of like, I was trying to explain. So I w- watched this episode with a friend yesterday and I was trying to explain to him. I said, you know, um, yeah, like so this guy basically didn't do anything for like five years and yeah. then she finally was like, all right, we need to get married. And he's like, don't push me. <laughs> Basically, that's exactly what happened. Yes. Right. And it's just like, I don't like feeling pressured. Like, I would have come to this conclusion on my own if you just didn't push me. It's like, but would you have? You just spent five years doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. And, well, and you just think thing. destiny he, would hand you a marriage. It also, He's also stunted in that. And I, I have a bit of this myself where he doesn't – he's not in touch with what he wants Right. Mm. Like, so even like this, when he says, why did he choose to marry Jenny? He was like, I had to think about what I was more afraid of. And I was less afraid of this happening than this other thing. And none of of it was a positive. I I decided I positively wanted this instead of that instead of that other thing. It was just like, no, I had to figure out which one of the bad choices was worse. And uh, I didn't like this other choice. So I went with this choice. Like, that's not really a ringing endorsement of your marriage here. No, it really isn't. But, you know, how many other people get married for that very reason, you know? Yeah, And not even like – I don't even think really specifically if they really thought about it, it would be something like I'd be afraid of losing them, right? I don't think it submit afraid of losing Jenny specifically. I'm sure he loves her. And, yes, there would be a loss of Jenny. Uh But I think like a lot of that – Fear is really like I fear that I will be alone. Right, right, totally. Yeah, totally. Well, it's just funny because it speaks to the same way he thought of it. Like as soon as they told the lawyer, like, okay, we're gonna we we do the thing. He clicked the button and said, okay, it's done. He was like, oh, well, I felt so relieved. Right. Well, you know why he felt relieved? It's because it wasn't in his hands anymore. It was no longer his yeah. decision again. Now it's whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. Right. Right. Which is exactly the way he wants to live his life. Yeah, he, yeah, he just wants someone else to make decisions for him. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Right? Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't want to have to do anything. Really, that's that's my takeaway. From this. <laughs> he doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want to make decisions to change anything. He just wants everything to just like happen just for him. Fall into place. Yeah, fall into place. I yeah. thought it was kind of interesting when we get to the actual wedding that they left the feeding the Brahmins in, right? Because uh-huh. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I, I don't want to get step on cultural toes too much, but like the Brahmins are like the highest caste people. They had to like feed people from the higher caste. That's what yeah. that is, and it's like mm-hmm. it seems like, oh geez, that that seems like kind of dicey putting something on in America. Like, why are these people? These are just the higher caste people. They were born at a higher class than everyone else, and we must feed them before our wedding, right? And I don't know if they explained it really well, or because they definitely oh didn't, they did it. They did not use the word caste. 
Like, they did no, not. No, they <laughs> used priests and gods, which just seemed like, okay. Right. Is is that, I've never heard of this before, but I'm just repeating what Summit said. Right. And so it's like, it was, it was, so it was one of those things where if you're going to kind of hedge about what, the, what it is they were doing, and maybe they weren't, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe those were specific Brahmins that were high priests or something, because pretty much my understanding is only Brahmins are allowed to be priests. Um, they can be other things as mm-hmm. well. Like I said, I don't really know all that much. So if we get angry well, emails, then we get angry emails. Well, it kind of made it sound like they were gods and magical because he was like warning Jenny, like he could have turned into another animal in a different life. <laughs> don't piss him off. So it just seemed, yeah, I guess because they wanted to show Jenny spilling the guy's food. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I know. That just seemed like so pointless. Like what a pointless little anecdote, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... And to make her look dumb. Yeah. And I did think clumsy. it was funny how, like, impressed the one guy was with her, um, like, one Hindi sentence that she'd been practicing yeah. for, like, six years. You're oh like, whoa, that Hindi was amazing. It's a perfect diction. Great job. Wow. Like, well, she's been here for a while. I know. I would hope she could say something. All right. So we did not see Ellie and Victor because we ended with an engagement with them. Right. Yes. So we did have them all wrapped up nicely last week. And it seems like next week is going to be our tell-all. I don't recall seeing a preview of them in the tell-all. Oh, no. You know what? I didn't. They didn't show them much, but they did show them. And Victor okay. is Victor's in studio. Oh, Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I noticed a couple people right. that were in studio on the preview. Victor was one, and Benny Benny was the other one. Ooh, so hopefully things went well. I, I, you would assume they did, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, who was your student of the week? Um, I guess I'll go with Armando Senior because like yeah, that did end one. up being a pretty gay wedding. Um, I mean, the wedding yeah. itself wasn't, but like, and he was there and he was enjoying and definitely like turn the corner as soon as his son was like, as soon as his son is married to a man, he's just like, this is something we must all support. It is normal now. And yes. like, <laughs> yep, this is the norm. <laughs> yes. No one should say anything bad about it. Don't it's perfect. Don't treat yes. them any differently. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, I actually say Kenny because to recognize that this is like kind of a special occasion to give Armando what he really wanted. Mm-hmm. And then Armando was like crying because, you know, he's like, that's what I wanted, you know? <laughs> right, that right. Was, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, very much so. All right. Uh, we might agree on Dunce because... Ari. Oh, I did too. Yeah. But that's because I really thought she was being a jerk. In she this was. Episode. She was. But like, uh, it, it, they kind of eliminated. They're, they don't give anybody a bad cut on their wedding day, right? Yes, that's true. And so, if anybody's there, well, like, Jenny for being clumsy. Oh yeah, yeah, Jenny. Yeah, you know, pissed off the Brahmin, right? Uh huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but she apologized a bazillion times. Ari just needs to get over herself. Like, that's that's all yes. it is. And it's like, especially that's kind of what a relationship is, is getting over yourself so you can be there for somebody else, especially when mm. you know you're wrong. And she's like, I'm such an asshole. Yeah. Like, I'm so I'm such a bad person, but I'm still not going. Like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, she's not my favorite. All right. Uh, so what about your life lesson? All right. So I don't know if this was the case, but like – my rule for weddings is the microphones get turned off a half hour into the reception. Like there is no more microphoning <laughs> after all the toasts are done right up top. Like microphone gets turned off. 
your DJ is not getting paid if you give a microphone to anybody else. No drunk toast at the wedding. I know. Like, why do people allow that to happen? Like, uh, what are we thinking of? Libby and Andres? Yep, that's exactly right. Like, uh, mm-hmm. stupid Charlie who decided to grab the microphone and everyone's like, what's happening? Like, yeah. I, like, I'm gonna, why are you letting that happen? I, I, I wouldn't have thought about it until I watched this show. But now I'm totally, if I ever have another wedding... I'm totally going to yeah. get with the DJ and be like, this is the secret signal that if I do it, you're cutting the mic immediately. <laughs> yeah. Here's a list of approved people that yes. can hold this microphone. <laughs> exactly. They don't show you ID. You're, no one's getting right, the microphone. Well, the tricky one is that Charlie situation because he like ripped it from Chuck. Like he didn't get it. from yeah. the, He just like yanked it from Chuck, at which place I'm like doing my head tap thing. My, the, doing the, the two <laughs> fingers in the hair like, <laughs> like Evelyn. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, so my life lesson probably applies to a couple of these couples. A lot of these, cu- almost everyone, but Kenny and Armand. <laughs> the, really the only ones who should have been married, but okay. <laughs> right, Ex- exactly. So, like, don't let anyone or time pressure you into getting married. But yeah. at the same time, if you don't feel compelled to get married and your rela- relationship has reached that point, you have to walk away and let it go. So there are a couple of these couples where I'm like, yeah, it, it shouldn't have reached that point. You should have someone should have walked away. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but I feel like that that's only true. I've known I don't know. Don't you know anybody who is like they've lived together forever and they're happily not married? Like they're both yeah. fine with that situation. That's cool too. Like, but yeah, it's like one of those. If it, 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 it's got to be something that's giving and something that's kind of fading away. Is the, the marriage is. This marriage thing is hanging over the relationship because there's other people who are just like, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I meant by your relationship has reached that point, you know? Mm -hmm. You mean let go, let it go. I thought you meant let go of the relationship. You just meant let go of the the wedding. Oh, no, no, I didn't mean let it go. I mean, like, reach the point where it's like you feel like you, you know, like someone wants to get married and you don't. No, I absolutely agree. There are definitely, I know of a few couples that have been together forever and they have zero intention of getting married they live together basically live like a married sure, couple but exactly. it's like mm-hmm. but neither of them are interested and there's no pressure or anything like that right um but that they're not the couple that i am like referring to in this case i'm talking about you know where someone's pressuring the other person or there's under time constraint where they have to like get like you know Stephen and Alina like oh very right, right you know mm-hmm. we got to get married cuz there's this time constraint that we have you know to be together like that shouldn't be the reason like you should want to get married because you both want to get married. Right. You want to make a commitment to one another. Right. It's when you, yeah. It's very clear with Kenny and Armando, yes. not with the other <laughs> Right. Very clear. Absolutely. A lot of pressure and time crunches seeming to be, yes. you know, pushing people together in this episode. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we will be back next week. Uh, it seems like they're going to have a two-part tell-all because they kind of yeah, said – Yeah, it seems like two-part. Yeah, part. they said something like part one of the – No, said no, no. It's just going to be – I'm looking at the calendar now. The Before the 90 days starts on the 12th, which is two weeks from now or two weeks from yesterday. Uh, well, you know, they they also have a oh, habit I hope, of I hope they don't do that thing where they do like another up. tell-all on, mon- on Sunday night that bleeds into month. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst. Oh, yeah. No, I'm okay with the one part tell all. I feel like they should all be one part tell all. So it should be an hour long show with a one part tell all. That's what I want. Yeah. It'd be much more interesting <laughs> that way. Right, right. Okay, so either way, we will be back next week. And until then. All right, see everybody then. Good.
Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.